Gamecock Nation. Welcome to the Cocky on Saturday podcast. I'm your host, James Beal, class of 2018, former student manager, and there's nothing I love more than talking some Gamecock football. Let's go. Welcome back into the Cocky on Saturday podcast. The Gamecocks will travel to Missouri tomorrow. 3.30 kick in Columbia. Mayor's Cup on the line. And the Gamecocks come into this one riding a four-game losing streak in this series against Missouri. Next year will be one of the first years, I think, in 13 seasons that we are not playing Missouri because of the changes to the SEC schedule. We'll see how that shapes up beyond next season, but for the time being, this is our last game against Missouri for at least a while here. Be nice to come away with that Mayor's Cup and be able to hang on to it for a couple seasons. I'll tell you what though, this is not going to be an easy task. Missouri has obviously had our number in recent years, and this is by far the best team they're putting out probably since Drew Locke. I said it in our preview coming into the year, you know, you're going on the road, that's always tough, but Missouri's a veteran-led squad on the defensive side of the ball. They brought back nine starters on the defense. The biggest question mark for them was the quarterback position. They liked kind of what they saw out of Brady Cook, but he still needed to take that next step. They brought in a transfer to provide some competition. Well, I'll tell you what, Brady Cook is legit this season. I'd put him in the top three of SEC quarterbacks on a yards per game. I think he's in the top five in the entire country. So Brady Cook, a quarterback that is great. We just made Graham Mertz look great. This is a tall, tall task for the Gamecocks tomorrow. To add to that, no Vershawn Lee, no Juice Wells. Beamer did confirm both those two are out. And we kind of expected that with Juice. Vershawn is the one that hurts a little bit. We saw for three plus quarters against Florida, the offensive line really have it figured out. Part of that was due to Vershawn moving out to the right tackle spot. Three quarters of that, and now it's gone. So now we're back to having question marks on the offensive line. Good news is Mario and Stone Blanton do look good to go for Saturday. And Mario being back sets up an interesting matchup, one of the best storylines of this game. The battle of the Division II running backs, Cody Schrader of Missouri against Mario Anderson of South Carolina. Two guys that took that leap from the Division II level to Division I, having great seasons so far, and be an awesome matchup to watch. Obviously, they're not necessarily going head-to-head tackling each other, but it would be very interesting to see at the end of the day who gets the edge there. I know each of them have a lot of respect for the other, and not an easy thing to do, jumping from D2 to D1. A lot of people out there may just say, well, it's just running the ball. That should translate. The game is a whole lot quicker at the Division One level. Those two have done an outstanding job making the leap. Also on the offensive side of the ball for Missouri, you guys have heard me mention his name, Luther Burden. He is the best wide receiver in the country right now. There's no question about it. The only one you can maybe even argue is Marvin Harrison, but he doesn't have Burden's numbers this season. And that's the scariest part. Obviously, Cook is diming. Luther Burden's a stud. 
and our secondary is letting anybody and everybody get yards on them. I don't know how we're going to figure it out, because it starts with the pass rush. We touched on it in the recap, but if you cannot generate a pass rush, it's a tough ask for any secondary out there to hold up coverage for five plus seconds. Five seconds doesn't sound like a long time, but that's all the time in the world for a quarterback. Because at that point, if you don't get any pressure and you're not containing the edge, quarterback can easily roll out inside the pocket, buy himself some more time. And at that point, DBs, you can't really expect them to keep up with the receivers. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. Honestly, it'd be easy to say, well, we just have to cover better. Sure. Starts with the pass rush. Let's see what changes the coaching staff makes. We'll go from there. Looking at Missouri's schedule to this point, they're coming into this one 5-1. and one. Their only loss is against LSU. They lost 49-39. to Jane Daniels had himself a day. So they hung in there pretty well, even when Jane Daniels ran for 130 yards, threw for 280. LSU's one of the best teams in the country, at least offensively. Missouri was able to hang with them. I don't think that's any knock on this Missouri team. Then you take a look at their two SEC wins, Kentucky and Vanderbilt. Beat them both 38-21. Kentucky was hanging with them for most that game. It opened up there at the end a little bit. If you guys were watching it, Ray Davis had himself a day. That's Kentucky's running back, went for 128 yards. What did Kentucky in was the turnovers. They turned over the ball three times. That allowed Missouri to kind of break that game open, come out with a couple touchdown lead. Vanderbilt hung in there for a good bit. Actually had Seals playing at quarterback. With Vanderbilt, it was a little bit more interesting. They could not run the ball, but they had success in the passing game. So there's certainly opportunities to be had against this Missouri defense. The thing is, they don't make a lot of mistakes, and they capitalize on opportunities. They're not going to let you beat them over top. They're going to let everything go in front of them. They're great at tackling. They're great at attacking the ball. So you have to take what's there. I have faith in Spencer that we can get that done. But I do think one of the keys is just making sure we establish our run game. That's going to make the offensive line's life easier. That's going to make the run game easier. It's going to make life easier for the defense, too, if you are able to extend drives and pick up a couple first downs. And this is an interesting game for Missouri. You don't want to count on this as an imposing fan, but this could almost be a trap game for Missouri. Because they're just coming off a big showdown with, with Kentucky. Those were two teams that were kind of talked about as dark horses to win the SEC East. They both had some momentum riding, and they picked up a big win against Kentucky there. Well, next week they have Georgia. Look back to last season. Who gave Georgia the biggest scare all season? It was actually Missouri. Nobody was giving Missouri any credit to that point. They have a lot more riding with them this year so far. And that game's next week. I know they're circling that one. I I know that they fully believe they can pick up a win there. So maybe they're looking a little bit past this game against us. Obviously, every coaching staff's going to try to make sure you're focused on this one, but it's tough not to look a week ahead to Georgia. So it could be a little bit of a trap game, could be an opportunity for us. Take that for what it is. And I'll get into my keys of the game here. Only got three. We're going to keep it short and sweet. 
We're not extending to four this week. Number one, touched on it. It's a trap game. Kentucky turned the ball over against them. That's how they end up losing. Key number one, Gamecocks need to win the turnover battle. This week, more than ever, you want a shot against this Missouri team at their place in Columbia, Missouri, you have to win the turnover battle. If you don't, you're not going to win this game, plain and simple. At least this Gamecock team we have seen to this point will not go toe-to-toe on a talent level with Missouri. But really, it's not even so much about talent, it's about execution. We are not there as a team yet. But if you get some opportunistic turnovers, that can win you that football game. Offense will take care of it. Defense, bend, don't break. You can let up the yards, keep the ball in front of you, take advantage of opportunities. Key number two, and I'm surprised I'm saying this, but special teams have to get back on track. We need Kai to go back to his bread and butter, bury that ball inside the 10-yard line. No more mistakes on extra points. Get a big special teams play that picks up momentum. And then actually capitalize off of that. And that leans into the offense too. But now twice this season, we had the throw from Kai. We had the onside kick against UNC. What did the offense do after that? They didn't go down and score. Last year, what happened whenever we got that big time special teams play? We took advantage and we scored. We need to get back to that. Doesn't mean we have to have a fake play this week. But I know if it's there, we're going to try. Typically, under Lembo, we do convert those. Now we need to take advantage of that. That's a stolen possession. You need to score off that opportunity. And finally, key number three, feed Mario the football. Over 100 yards rushing on the day for Mario Anderson. We saw the success that Ray Davis had for Kentucky rushing the ball. Lean on that heavily. If it's there, take it all day. Slow down this football game. Limit the possessions of the Missouri offense. The Missouri offense is explosive. Brady Cook, Luther Burden, they will get theirs. But limit how many opportunities you give them. The way you do that, keep our offense out on the field. Give Mario Anderson the ball. Three, four yards is good. Stay ahead of the sticks. Take up all three downs to get that first down. Obviously, take the play when it's there. But don't get disgruntled. Don't try to force it. Just run the ball. Stick to the game plan. Slow down the football game. Take the crowd out of it. You're on the road. That's how you do it. Get some big turnovers. Run the ball. Make the crowd a non-factor. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys I'm expecting us to win tomorrow. But you'd be crazy to think if the Gamecocks had no chance. So I'm still in a position where it's kind of wait and see. The talent is there. I know the coaching staff is in place. You can knock these guys on execution, but a year ago we were thrilled with all of them outside of Satterfield. The offense has been fixed. Clayton White, he's fighting for his job right now. When you're desperate, you start to try new things. If he's sitting there complacent, I don't think that's the type of coach Beamer would have hired in the first place. So I expect changes to be made. I expect a different product out on the field from the defensive side. I'm excited to see what we put out there tomorrow. We may be disappointed, but we'll cross that bridge next week if that's the case. You know what? I'm riding with this team. This is our Gamecocks. Let's stick behind them. Beamer is the guy. We have the talent. Any given week, 
we can turn this thing around and start playing our brand of football. The season is not lost. Let's see how we do tomorrow. I'll be back with y'all on Tuesday to recap this one. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Enjoy it from the comfort of your home. And until next week, go Cox!